Thanksgiving has come and gone. It was a great week. It was hard to keep straight what day it was after the actual Thanksgiving festivities. A lot of things that we are thankful for, and we talked about it on the last pod with some of the fantasy players that's you know been great for us this season. But what's something where you're not thankful for? NFL referees. <laughs> oh, so we're just getting straight into. Oh, this? we're getting. St- we we don't have to go any more onto it if you don't want to. But I am not thankful for NFL refing. The taunting, the everything this year, it's been atrocious. The calls in the Raiders Cowboys game. I, was that the most in a game? I don't know. It was probably close. Um, I, I'm just so tired of it. I feel like referees should be seen and not heard in the NFL landscape. I like more seeing them and less hearing them. I, it sometimes it's so unbearable and it makes it hard to watch a game because you're getting hyped on something, whether it's your team or not, and flag on the play. It, it is. It, it's annoying. I'm over it. <laughs> well, I'm throwing a flag on this for a delay of pod here. Oh, wow. So we're going to get right Got into me it. Like that? <laughs> Welcome into the Ziggy and Steel show. Uh, along with my co host, Steel, I am your host, Ziggs. Week 12 is in the books. It was a very, very interesting one. It was moving day for a lot of NFL teams. I think a lot of fantasy managers will feel the same way, yes. uh, good or bad. And we're definitely going to dive into it as we normally do. We'll kick it off. We'll do our little speed cap. Uh, We'll do uh, our steel slate minus one because the games were that unbearable to watch. And, of course, we'll finish it off with any final thoughts and maybe a little score prediction for tonight's game. Uh, But how are you doing, sir? I'm great, man. I'm great. Got filled up on the Thanksgiving leftovers uh, or, or the Thanksgiving food. I'm pretty much I'm through all of the Thanksgiving leftovers already. So um, I'm already missing it. I, I might go make some mashed potatoes just because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely I would say I actually just dove into the leftovers for the first time there you go. today. There so. You go. Um, I know I'm trying to base, trying to pace myself a little bit. But, you know, they're going to be gone by Wednesday. That's for it's sure. tough. It's tough, but you don't want to let them sit too long, right? That's very true. That's very true. Otherwise, it's going to go bad, and you start smelling things, and you're like, okay, well, I think we can throw away this green bean casserole. <laughs> oh, it's a, that's a hard one to throw away. I'm gonna be honest. That's a hard one to throw away. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to start off. We're not going to start off this pod with food again because I'm going to get I'm hungry. I'm already hungry. Uh, luckily, we're not doing a long Turkey Day pod as we did last up ep- last episode. If you guys missed that, though, please check please. it out. Even though week 12 has passed, we did talk about some good side dishes uh, players were thankful for, and obviously our normal uh, speed cap in the preview uh, rounds, but. Yeah, go check that pod out. Of course, you can go find it on the Oat Boys Podcast Network, wherever you stream your podcasts, minus one, <laughs> allegedly, possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, no, Pocket Cast. <laughs> but, no, let's dive into it. Week, 11, uh, week, week 12 is done. Let's, let's put a uh, – week 12 is almost done. So let's put a, a cap on it if you're ready. I'm ready. ready. Let's kick it off with the Raiders traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Yeah, so uh, obviously talked about the penalties in this game before we kicked this off. Uh, 28 penalties for 276 yards in this game. It was the most watched game in Thanksgiving history, I believe. Uh, This wasn't the most penalties in a game, though. Uh, Actually, back in 76, there were 39 penalties in a Seahawks-Buccaneers game. So, um yeah, yikes, I guess we can be thankful for that. Um, anyways, uh, about this game, Dak Prescott, man, 375, two touchdowns, like not bad at all. Um, this honestly, you know, setting the penalties aside, this was a good game, back and forth, a lot of drama, um, and the Raiders come out on top with a overtime field goal. Love to see it. Josh Jacobs had a very nice game put together here. Um, and Darren Waller, only two for 33, still upset about that and his um, production or lack thereof. Uh, right now he's day-to-day or week-to-week with his injury, so definitely monitor him going forward. Yeah, let's hope uh, 
Let's hope he's doing okay. I know fantasy managers really can use Darren Waller down the stretch because he really hasn't given you anything this season. Um, yeah, I, I think this was a tough loss for Dallas to swallow. Um, you know, we'll talk about how this didn't really affect their chances of winning the NFC East uh, a little bit later. Um, but I think Dallas needs to lick their wounds here and come back on Thursday against the Saints and put up a better performance. Um, I think even defensively, um, for the most part, I'd say their defense has kind of taken a step back over the last few weeks. I think that's kind of hurt everything. Um, watch out for Zeke too. I know he was injured too. Um, if he can't go for some reason on Thursday, uh, I think Tony Pollard will definitely get the bulk of the carries. I believe there. he was back at practice today. There you go, Bill Saints. Bill Saints. So this game got out of hand. Uh, uh, basically, once the third quarter was underway, ten to zero going into the second half of the game. Bills put up fourteen points in the third quarter. Saints didn't score till the fourth. So it it was rough. They're about to make the QB change to uh, Taysom Hill, apparently. So be watching for that. I believe Alvin Kamara has returned to a full practice as well. Um, that offense is definitely going to need it. They've been struggling as of late. The Bills, on the other hand, definitely got going again. Josh Allen still threw two picks, but he was 23 at 28, four touchdowns, and... Um, Dawson Knox, man, hoo-wah, two touchdowns, only 32 yards. But you know what you got in Dawson Knox, and when a tight end's giving you two touchdowns and his name's not Travis Kelsey, you're very, very happy. Manuel Sanders only with 28 yards. I'm not sure what fantasy owners can do with him going forward, and um, we cannot glaze over it. Uh, the <clears throat> Bills cornerback, Tredavious White, torn ACL out for season saints won this game 31 to six though um that's gonna hurt the the bills and uh moving forward in their defense so definitely something they're gonna have to work out uh going forward they still got the patriots twice so yeah hope you didn't chase tony jones with all the late inactives to the saints backfield uh because he didn't give you anything in a game that was super (laughs) lopsided and the uh the the uh, Taysom Hill chants were palpable, to say the least, out there. Steelers, yikes! Bengals. Big yikes! In fact, um, I this dude, dude, this wasn't even a game. It was it was thirty-one to three at the end of the first half. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about it. There's been worries about this Steelers offense all year because Big Ben can't seem to throw the ball more than 15 yards, and a lot of this offense has been dump-offs to Najee. Um, clearly, they, you know, they're they struggling right now. You know, you're getting production out of your receivers. Um, Pat Firemuth still finds his way into the end zone, so you know, owners were happy about that, albeit it was in the fourth quarter. So he had you uh, very – very fearful for the majority of the game. Joe Burrow only threw one touchdown, uh, but the and he ran one in. But Joe Mixon, who ah, twenty eight for one sixty five and two, uh, and your boy T Higgins, he does it six for one fourteen and one. I mean, take your victory lap now, man. Yeah, victory lap. Definitely had a great game. You, you knew the air yards and targets would come to fruition eventually um, in this plus matchup as well. Um, I did start Rashad Bateman over him. Not the best call in the world, but that is the life that we live. Um, again, yeah, Joe Mixon, though, uh, uh, ooh, 32 total touches. Um, and so he is the workhorse for that team, and they will only go as far as he takes them. Panthers don't. Uh, it, it pains me to talk about this game, um, especially because I'm back. I'm back. He's, he, well, I mean, he was back, back to how he looked with the Patriots. Five of 21, Cam Newton. Oh, oh, it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. If you listen to this pod, you know I'm a huge Cam Newton fan, a uh, big supporter of his, and really just uh, it, it, it's always sad to see him struggle out there as a fan uh Tua looks way better in this Dolphins offense right now though I believe Dolphins have won like five straight um 
I mean, good on them. Miles Gaskin, 49 yards, two touchdowns. Again, he gets that work and he gets the opportunity. And that's what it's all about. Um, Philip Lindsay even found a way in and got some work after just being released by the Texans, uh, what, a week ago? Was that just a week ago? Uh, and in some really sad news, we find Christian McCaffrey on the IR just after I made a trade for him. Uh, in case any of my league mates listen to this, I'm just throwing it out there. I made the trade because I thought with my team, it was built well for the playoffs. I had a chance for the playoffs, even though I was in the bottom of the league. Um, just, I, you know, I need a lot to happen. I figured if I could make a move and get a number one running back i could find myself in the postseason and potentially take home a trophy once again it didn't happen christian mccaffrey on ir um a wasted trade for me i'm very upset about it but hopefully he uses this time to just get healthy and uh be prepared for next year because i love watching christian mccaffrey out there he's one of those guys and uh you never like to see anyone get injured yeah i'm not chasing the Chuba Hubbard train here either because the um, next four or four of the next five here against the Bills, the Buccaneers twice, and the Saints. So those are some really tough run defense. Actually, probably the three best run defenses in the league, um, barring some you know superhuman performances from Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. But those run defenses have pretty much held up the the entire season for the most part. So I'm not tasting Chuba here, um, and you're absolutely right that. Uh, you know, hopefully Chris McCaffrey can come back healthy next yep. year. Titans, Patriots. Uh, this looked like it was actually going to be a pretty okay game. By halftime, the Titans fought their way back, uh, went into the half down three, 13-16 was a score. Um, the Patriots, man, they're, I, I, I don't know how. just Bill Belichick is what we can chalk it up to, but they look like a force coming out of the AFC East, and it's a good thing the Bills got the win uh, this weekend because they need it. Currently, New England's sitting up top in that division, and uh, they might be, I think... Oh, no, they're not in first in the AFC. I believe they're second yeah, in the Yeah, they're AFC. not first in the AFC yet. Yeah, they're second behind the Patriots. Yes. Yep. yes. So uh, you're absolutely right that... Uh, the Patriots got the Bills on their heels, and it's going. It's going to be a nice little showdown for those two. I'm sorry to no, jump you're in on good, you, but I'm just kind of kind of shocked that the combination of Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman ran for you know was that 31 carries for uh, 240 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible um, for a team that was lost 36 to 13 well and so, considering you know this is a, yeah, just keep an eye on this is a one. team whose identity everyone thought was lost with derrick henry going down and i mean Dontrell hilliard and Deont- we've said for weeks Don- deonta foreman looked like the best back in that backfield all of a sudden Dontrell hilliard gets uh the run after the ap cut and yeah they it, it seems they found something they could rest their head on while they wait for derrick henry but they've got to get this offense moving a little more ryan Tannehill can't keep dragging them down um it's sad to see no aj brown in this game though so maybe if he gets his number one receiver back you see a little bit of improvement uh, in combination deandre harrison <laughs> DeAndre. you can start them both as I, I think you can backfield that you yeah like yep deandre harrison they're starting we're starting them together Do it. it's like uh goddard's Got it. Got it. Exactly. Falcons, Falcons, Jags. Jags. All right. Well, Mr. Matt Ryan. Uh, actually, it's not even Mr. Matt Ryan. It's Mr. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson at this point. That man is a machine. And the Falcons offense, if they do not have him, they are lost. That's the easiest way I can put it right now. Um, Russell Gage, 6 for 62 and 1. Kyle Pitts, only 26 yards. Uh, you know, for a guy, people say tight ends take a little bit to break out. I thought Kyle Pitts was just going to come in and light the world on fire. He hasn't, um, but that's just because of what the Falcons have found in Cordero Patterson right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence got the uh, one touchdown and one interception. James Robinson, 86 yards on the ground. Um, 
I don't know what to say about the Jags, man. It's a, they are who they are. Uh, Dan Arnold, though, out for season potentially with that MCL sprain. Not great. Sad to see. Uh, so people will be going back to the tight end streaming vault. Yeah, boy. Um, Tavon Austin caps the touchdown, and Laquan Treadwell leads the team in receiving yeah. yards. So go figure for this Jaguars offense yeah. there. Um, Bucks Colts. Oh wow! Best yes, game of the day. yes. This was going to be a game I thought uh, we could potentially talk about uh, as the third game from the slate, but we'll just give it a little extended speed cap if need be. Tom Brady, um, he didn't have that QB one performance everyone wanted to see, but that's because Mister Leonard Fournette was an animal out there. Four touchdowns, a hundred yards on the ground, thirty-one receiving yards. And Rob Gronkowski leading the way with 123 receiving yards. No touchdown, but you see him as a focal point back in that offense. Coming off the injury, I don't want to discredit the Colts here. They played a good game. Carson Wentz, you know, three touchdowns, two interceptions. It is what it is. Um, and Jonathan Taylor still got his 83-1. and one. Um, Carson Wentz did a good job of spreading the ball around in this game, though. You know, you see a lot of guys getting passes out there. Three different receivers caught a touchdown, uh, including T.Y. Hilton. little T.Y. Hilton sighting. You'd love to see it. And uh, Ashton Doolin. Don't chase that one for 62-1 and one because uh, you will be very disappointed. Um, Buccaneers called their way back in this game, though. They were down um, pretty big. I think they were down nearly 24-14, to 14, and uh, they came surging back in the second half. It was pretty great to see. So... Uh, good win for the Bucks there, keeping uh, keeping a firm hold in that NFC. Yeah, last like ninety seconds of this game were yep. wild, 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 wild things. Um, yeah, Leonard Fournette, great to see. Re- rewarding fantasy managers who were just like, ah, oh, Colts top five run defense, maybe we shouldn't play him. But no, nah, he gets the four touchdowns. Uh, somehow. Somehow I'm going to end up losing my fantasy week with the number one and number two oh, running backs no. on the week, Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon. Um, doesn't really make any sense, but, you know, that is fantasy life. And so I think you pretty much nailed everything. Uh, Carson Wentz, just keep on playing well and keep on losing. Thank you <laughs> Please keep on losing. I do not want to eat a jar of olives. <laughs> Jets, Texans. Uh, yeah, so this game. Um, this is like, this made me want this to be a hashtag, not my backfield. Um, because Tevin Coleman, who hasn't done anything all year, ends up leading the backfield in carries and yards, 16 for 67. Um, Ty Johnson, only six for 42. Not, not what you want. Um, the Jets win this game, albeit pretty sloppily. Uh, Zach Wilson, no touchdowns at all. Tyrod Taylor came in and threw two touchdowns, not came in. He started the game and, uh, Brandon cooks, Brandon cooks back out there, uh, being Mr. Reliable. I think you can continue to rely on him, especially with Tyrod Taylor being back. Um, I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to touch this jets backfield while Michael Carter's gone. Um, Austin Walter, had the best day for this backfield just because he got the touchdown, but Tevin Coleman only got the 67 yards on the ground. I added Coleman as kind of a premature speculation Mm. ad right before kickoff um, because I knew that with Carter out the next few weeks, I'm going to need an RB2, and that's where my state it's where the state of my running back position is right now. Uh, We'll talk about some other running backs there in a minute, but uh, he is someone that you can probably play Tevin Coleman. We'll talk about him later, but you probably play him against the Eagles this oh, week. Oh, wow. Chargers, Broncos. <clears throat> What's happening with the Chargers? Ooh, man. It's it's just confusing. Um, I mean, you can feel safe with Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler still, but I just I feel like – Something's not quite right with them. Um, I don't know why they don't just throw the ball downfield at least like eight times um, in a game to try and catch Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I don't know why a lot of teams don't do that. I feel like you have nothing to lose um, because, one, at least you took the shot. Two, you have a chance of a pass interference. Um, You know, just – 
I didn't expect the Broncos to come out and win this game. I didn't think they would have uh, as easy of a time winning it. I know it was 14-7 going into the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I, Drew Locke came in for a little bit in this game. Melvin Gordon was off, uh, the si- off on the sidelines for a little bit. And... Teddy Bridgewater gets the touchdown, one of the rushing touchdowns. Javante Williams gets the other. Talked about all year. This is a 50-50 backfield. You're not going to see it uh, sway one way or the other Any in any type of you'll have your workload from one of these guys. They The Broncos have shown they love to run it with both of these guys. They've been successful, and the AFC West is – just a headache uh why why are both of the west divisions just headaches like even the 49ers who are on like a three-game win streak i know we'll talk about them here shortly but like it's perplexing it's all perplexing everyone's beating everyone's beating each other up that's really what it comes down to they all have they're all elite in one category offensively or defensively all eight of those teams and so i think that they're all just beating each other up, and that's, it's going to be hard to sort that out towards the end of the season. You know, when it comes down to tiebreakers and things like that, because you're going to look at some of these records, and they're, there's going to be like a three and three division winner. You know, yikers! And it's just going to be really, really weird looking at looking at the final standings when we get to you know week seventeen, week eighteen here. Vikings. Niners. This was a pretty good game. You know had its had its moments um stayed close for the most part no one scored in the fourth quarter of this game actually uh san francisco had that lead and they held on to it had some nice special teams plays uh the vikings ran back a i think it was a punt i believe it was a punt or a kickoff i think it was a punt but they end up running that back justin jefferson is an animal um Imagine what he would do with a more consistent quarterback instead of Kirk Cousins. Not, you know, I don't want to throw too much dirt on Kirk Cousins' name, but um, man, God, he's good. He's another one of those guys you just love to watch him. Um, Dalvin Cook, looking like he's going to be shelved for the rest of the year. He's got uh, torn labrum. He separated his shoulder, tore his labrum in the process. That is never fun. My brother actually went through that same injury. Um, the difference was, is he was a high schooler and not a professional athlete. So, uh, they can heal a little differently there, but Elijah Mitchell, man, 27 for 133 and one Debo Samuel is a man mark of the beast though. Six carry 66 yards mark of the beast. And he tears his groin. Wow. Wow. 49ers win this though. There are three things about this game that I want to toot my heart okay. about from the beginning of the it. season. One, spend your fab, spend your fab okay. early on Elijah yeah. Mitchell. Good call. Okay, that was one thing yep. that we said. Um, number two, I'm going to be really annoyed if I'm looking on waivers tomorrow and Alexander Madison is out there because the Dalvin Cook owner went through this last year, went through this the year before that, went through this the year before that. So if you if the Dalvin Cook owners don't have Alexander Madison on their roster or if he's just not rostered, I'm going to be really annoyed at that. And number three, oh. a few weeks ago, I said Brandon Ayuk is going to turn the corner after this buy. And if you are a Depot Samuel owner, I would try to buy low because he's a perfect handcuff. Last last yesterday, I started them both, and they both got me great fantasy production. And now it's going to be the IU show for the rest of the season in a top five strength of schedule for receivers for the Niners going going through the rest of the season. Brandon Ayuk or Devonta Smith rest of season. Right now, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk because of how he's going to put into that. He's going to be put into the Debo role, not exactly running the ball. So hopefully, with Elijah Mitchell being back. You know, they're going to use Brandon Ayuk to catch more passes. And I mean, Ayuk had what, three for 91 receiving? You can, he showed off kind of the, the yak ability that he has showed off a little bit in his rookie year. So I think that he's, that number is going to bump up to like eight, nine, maybe even 10 targets um, in this offense here. And so I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk because I, am trusting the offense and the quarterback slightly more than Philadelphia right now. Well, I really only uh, wanted to use that time so I could check my waivers to see if Alexander Madison's out there. He is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, God. sir. I, I can't with you people. 
Rams Packers. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm so annoyed, dude. Rams Packers, just move on. Moving on, Cooper Cup almost threw a touchdown in this game. It was pretty dope. Uh, it would have been like a, I think it was like a 60, 70 yarder, maybe. I don't know. It would have been cool to see. Um, let's talk about this though. The Packers, man. I one. I'm a Bears fan, so it pains me to say say this, but the picture of Aaron Rodgers showing off his toe <laughs> in uh, whatever interview or show that was is just playing through my mind. I saw some that magic, yeah. <laughs> I saw the <laughs> circulation of um, uh, with the Rams signed, you know, Odell Beckham, Von Miller, all the they signed it so they could beat this guy, and it's Aaron Rodgers showing off his toe. Um, I mean, you go, dude, because you're you're playing out of your mind. <laughs> Got to put it on the put it on the jumbotron <laughs> for for extra points and and field goals. Yeah, Seen let's go. I mean, dude, this is a guy who literally just just trash talked his entire organization in the off season, threw him under the bus, you know, took his little hiatus, lived his best life in the off season. Lost one game in the beginning of the year, and you know the Packers are sitting at nine and three right now, looking. Um, like they're going to be the team that has to take down the Bucks to make the Super Bowl, which doesn't seem all that entirely unlikely, especially with how their defense is playing without Jair Alexander. It's insane. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns yesterday, one rushing, <clears throat> two passing. You see Randall Cobb and A.J. Dillon on the receiving end of both of those. Aaron Jones came back a little underwhelming, but he was kind of more of a supplementary back in this game. A.J. Dillon got 20 carries. Aaron Jones had 10. Uh, I'm sure that'll level out as the season moves forward. And, you know, maybe I, I, I don't know, man. I could see them becoming more of a Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon type of split. Um. I, I just don't see how you ignore what t- the talent is that Aaron Jones has. I know there's A.J. Dillon truthers out there. I know that the hype around him is extreme and people want to see him play, but I think you can't just you know, resort to using Aaron Jones as just a very, very small supplemental back in this offense. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, with the Rams receivers, I hope – if you started all of them, you were perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, a couple bomb touchdowns to Odell and Van, so that's nice to see for both of them. And yeah, like you said, Aaron Rodgers. Um, entertainment purposes only. I got the Packers at plus twelve hundred to make it to the Super Bowl after mm, Week One. You and those entertainment purposes. Yeah, man. You know they're really entertaining. <laughs> Browns, this, Ravens. This game was up. gross. This was gross, dude. I was asleep. Oh, so you, please tell me, tell me about it. You made it. the right call going to sleep. I think there were like four turnovers in the first half. Lamar threw four interceptions himself. He still got sixty-eight on the ground, but this game was just ugly, slow, and I went to sleep. Um. Why why the Browns insist on putting the game in Baker Mayfield's hands and not I, I know Nick Chubb was kind of getting shut down, but he only got eight carries. Kareem Hunt only got seven. I think this is also a product of these offenses both being run heavy, you know, the Ravens especially. Um they're a team, and I'm I'm kind of learning this as the season's going along, but it feels like they're a team where if they get out to their lead they're just going to continue to run the ball. They they do not care about passing. They got their lead. Let's keep it. Let's find a way to keep getting these first downs and run out the clock. Um, I don't think they're a team that's like, yeah, we've got a six-point lead, but let's let's keep going. Let's keep throwing the ball. Um, this game was ugly. Going to say it again. That's all I got. Yeah, typical AFC North. I can't even say that because of what happened uh, in Cincinnati earlier in the day. Right. So. It, it's just, yeah, you got to throw the whole game in the trash. I'm really sad about Rashad Bateman. I needed kind of a breakout for him. Thought that with Marquise Brown being there, I didn't think he'd get out, you know, caught, out-targeted, out-yardage. <laughs> um, but I thought Brown would be used more of a de- more as a decoy and get Bateman going. Um, that clearly didn't happen. There were a lot of guys that had that caught passes here too, or at least got targets. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a bad day at the office for Lamar. Um, 
let's just try again. But I mean, at least they won. That's all that matters at this point. Yeah, I guess that's what you got to go with. Yeah, I don't understand, like you're saying, with Baker Mayfield for a second. I don't understand with he's clearly hurt. Uh, we talked about it, and he's toughing it out. And I don't know if they're just setting him up for, for failure so they can justify moving on from him in the offseason. But, I mean, to give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, a combined 15 carries, I think that's asinine for a team that wants to run the ball as much as they do. And they really need to kind of recalibrate and, and you know, get back to what they're good at. You know, they're not the best at throwing the ball. You know, Jarvis and Andrew did have a great game, but it's just like they're that's just not how this offense runs. And so I'm disappointed in Kevin Stefanski and, you know, what they came out with in their game plan, given that the Ravens' run defense isn't that great. Um, and you do have an elite rushing attack, and so let's hope that they kind of fix that going into next week. Yeah, I I feel, you know, I don't use Twitter, but I bet if I would have gone online last night and looked at NFL Twitter, it would have been people mm-hmm. bitching at Kevin Stefanski for not using Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt more. I know Kareem Hunt came off that injury, and, you know, it, here's just what I'll say about it. Like, Nick Chubb, you know, he, yeah, he didn't look great throughout that game, but guess what? Fucking a lot of the times running backs don't, but it's that's how it works. You wear them down, and then those two, three, four-yard runs eventually turn into 15-plus. And with the backfield they have, it's it's not like you're grasping for straws here. They, they're going to get it done. They're both incredibly talented backs. So th- this game was just ugly. Like you said, throw it in the trash. Sleeping on the on the heated vent right oh. now. I have a there. heating vent blowing oh, on no, my you're feet. Absolutely right. Throw it away. I can smell my feet. It there ain't great. Go. There you go. It ain't great. <laughs> well, yeah, that will wrap it up for the speed cap. We just wanted to give a lot of time in this next session to the steel slate. Starting with the Bears taking on the Lions, first game of the week. You know, you're probably fresh off your turkey bowl victory or a pulled hamstring, one oh, of the dude. two. Um, could Remember be both, to who knows. Uh, but you're sitting down, sitting down, it's 1130, you probably poured yourself something nice to drink, and you got to turn on and go to Ford Field and watch these tombs duke it out. What happened here? I had two Bloody Marys. Oh, with the game. Oh, my bad. I was... I thought you were asking. Though. You, I, I just wasn't sure where you were going with that. that was good. Yeah, you that know, I'd like to throw a little comedy good. in there. Catch my stand-up back, guys. I'm performing nowhere. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this game was gross also. Um, I just I don't know what to do with the Bears. Like The season seems like it's kind of at a loss. We have the worst-ranked offense in the NFL with a supposed offensive-minded head coach. Um, the Bears have never fired a head coach in the middle of the season. So um, although that rumor mill was swirling earlier in the week, I believe actually on Monday and Tuesday, you were hearing all the news like, oh, he's coached his last game, this and that. If you know the history, the Bears don't they don't fire a head coach in the middle of the season. Even, you know, all we do is just send a rookie out before he's ready to really play uh, for a team that's just not built to support him um, because the fan base is just that volatile. Yes, I'm calling my own fan base volatile because it's tough, man. It's tough to be a coach in Chicago. Um, Nagy could have gone in with the with the plan. You know, we're not going to start Justin Fields until he's absolutely ready. But even still, after we lose a few games, you're going to hear the fans clamoring, yelling, and bitching. We want Justin Fields. And you'd have to cave. It's just the nature of how this fan base is it's kind of gross i mean mitch trubisky got drafted dude went to go check out a bulls game and what happens he gets booed he didn't ask to get drafted by the bears he didn't ask for them to trade up over the 49ers and give away how whatever we gave away that year to get him but no we did it and then we had to suffer through the mike glenn experience until everyone bitched and bitched and bitched and bitched and then mitch starts and then nothing's better um the Bears need to commit to a rebuild. That I, I was talking with my dad about it. 
I've been watching football for we'll call it 20 years. I'm 30. Say I've been watching it since I'm 10. Probably been really paying attention since I was 15. The Bears in that time, I never remember them just selling it all, just saying, nope, we got to go from the ground up. It's always been this cling to relevancy. How can we continue to be a team people root for and remain relevant and I'm tired of looking at eight and eight. I'm tired of it. I yo, I want to watch good quarterback play and a team that's going to win. I don't want to be, you know, dreading Sundays because I got to sit down and watch the Bears. Like something's got to change with this organization, and I think that starts with the rebuild. Sell off Max. Sell off Hicks. Yo, build this team around Jalen Johnson, David Montgomery, Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. You know, let let Allen Robinson walk. As much as I love the guy, another one of my favorites in the NFL. He, it's just his time. He loves something. You have to it, let it go. Man, you know what? I hope he goes to the Patriots. Hope he goes to the Patriots and Mac Jones gets the just end-all, be-all of point-per-reception receivers because Allen Robinson deserves it. <laughs> He's played his career with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. Give that man some love. I hope he finds success. I mean, it, as far as I'm concerned, the ship has sailed on this bears season. I know I haven't really talked about the lions, but there's not a lot you can really talk about with them. Uh, you know, Jared Goff did play a clean game here, 21 to 25, two touchdowns. You know, they, uh, Deandre Swift did exit this game. He's, I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I don't know what his status is going to be going forward. There's still no clarity on Justin Fields right now. So we'll see how the organization, how Matt Nagy decide to handle that. Because as far as he's concerned, he knows he's out of here. And I think I've said it a hundred times. It just it never made sense for this organization to go in on a rookie quarterback because of where they were at. You have a coach on the hot seat, a general manager on the hot seat. Let's save our jobs by bringing in a rookie for a team that's not really ready to back him. And it's just a perfect storm of nonsense and terror and we're witnessing it every Sunday when the Bears play. Yeah, um, ask uh, John Fox how that worked. Oh, out for him. I, you know, I, I will, I will say on the Lions side, I'm chasing Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw a connection between Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds back from their Rams day, and I don't know why we didn't make the connection right away. Um, Josh Reynolds was a guy that we liked going into the season. Um, but, you know, when he got claimed by the Lions, you know, his first game, he was out there but didn't get a target. And now we're looking at him three for 70 and a touchdown. I think that's something that the Lions and Jared Goff can kind of build off of. So I, I'm looking to put in the claim for Josh Reynolds uh, this uh, waiver, waiver season, I guess you could say. But uh I think that's all I'm saying about the Lions. And, uh, you know, hopefully DeAndre Swift is going to be fine. If not, Jamal Williams is a perfectly capable um, backup running back slash receiver out the backfield. I'm going to just DeAndre Swift, questionable. uh, Hard to see Swift playing against the Vikings this weekend. So another running back to be keeping an eye out for on waivers will be Jamal Williams. You know he will be involved. It's Jamal or it, it's Alexander Madison and Jamal Williams. Um, I think just you have to probably base this off of a team that you think is going to be in games. You don't know if Detroit will be in games, but you know that the Vikings will, and they're also a run-heavy team. They want to run the ball and establish that. And I, I, I definitely would put mm-hmm. Alexander Madison over Jamal Williams for uh, waiver priorities this weekend. I think it's close, though, because, you know, Jamal Williams is going to get a lot more work. Um, but um, I think what puts it over the top, Madison, that is, that uh, he's going to be the guy the rest yep. of the season. So um, I think that's perfectly fine. He can get passed out of an offensive game plan with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, um, who is an absolute route monster yep. when he's inside the 20. So um, he's uh, he can definitely get you know, passed out. Uh, but uh, I think I'd like Madison and the more opportunities for the Vikings offense going forward. I agree yeah. with you. Um, 
Just um, back I, to I just real quick ahead. want to say shout out Adam Thielen. I don't I don't think I said anything about him, but he scored two touchdowns yesterday. Um, good for him. He's just a it's usually one or the other man. Yeah, and this guy's just been you know uh, uh, a treasure for the Vikings and the fan base. I think this is just a dude who gets all the love and. Um, they've got a nice little receiving group up there, so we'll see what they do going into next year. You wonder, I believe Kirk Cousins will be at the end of his contract this year, no? Yeah. Yeah, so big decisions to make there. Um, keep an eye on what that means for Dynasty. Um, hopefully that they, hopefully they go in not with, uh, is Kellen Mond the the backup there? That's the guy who they drafted? I know they drafted him. I don't know if he's the backup per se. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. He's probably more of a project. If they can get another uh, veteran quarterback in, I think that's the route they would go. But I'm, honestly, Kirk Cousins just might be the best option for them. Holy shit, is Sean Mannion the backup there? He might be. It might be Sean Mannion. Is Either he? way, um, yeah, you'll, you'll just have to monitor that for the future, but we're not talking about futures right now. So. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not even talking um, about the Vikings. We just got Alan off, Robinson. Off if he, Alan Robinson, if he does leave, he should just take um, the he should take Alshon Jeffries' advice and just come over to Philly for a one year prove it deal and then win a Super Bowl next year because that's what's going to happen. Um, the Eagles desperately, what? desperately, 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 desperately need a number two receiver. Needs a number two receiver. The Eagles went to the Giants. In New Jersey and laid it. Yes, they did. Just when you start to believe in this team, and that's the one thing I'm not thankful for is my faith in the oh, Eagles. Man, I um, I feel bad too because I was I was all aboard the Eagles hype train. Like this offense is catching fire; they're getting better. Like this is it. Jalen Hurts is going to secure his shit. Nah. No, nope. I'm sorry. Nope. And you know what? Ian Rappaport came out with the came out with the tweet. Ian Rappaport came out with the tweet Sunday morning saying, oh, it's all done. Jalen Hurts is going to be the franchise quarterback. Oh, no. He keeps playing as well as he does. And you know what? The the dreaded curse of the reporter. And within the first like three minutes of this game, I knew it was just going to be so <sighs> bad. Um, it, it just comes down to but Jalen Hurts, 14 for 31, 129 <laughs> yards, three picks, Every single interception was was just bad on its own right, you know. Um, I know there was one where the receiver ran kind of the wrong route or he cut his route short. Um, not necessarily Jalen Hurts' fault. Uh, the There's one where he threw kind of an ill-advised throw um, into double coverage to actually both of his <laughs> – yeah, he threw it kind of into, into double coverage uh, down the right sideline. Um, I think if he would have thrown with more anticipation, which is something that – We've been talking about all season with Jalen Hurts because he can't make up for it with his arm strength. Um, so if he doesn't throw with anticipation, then a one-on-one matchup on the outside quickly turns into a safety getting an easy pick. And that's what happened down the right sideline. And then the most inexcusable one is the one that was right before half. Um, you You're a third and goal. And you have a timeout in the bag. There's eight seconds left, and you scramble right. And besides throwing the ball away and just taking three points, you throw into, um, you know, double coverage again in the end zone, and it gets picked off. You walk out of there with no points, and you just go in to halftime, you know, being shut out. It really just didn't get better from that. The Eagles still ran for 208 yards, if you can believe that. How many times a team run for 200 yards and still lose? You know, this is the fifth straight game they ran over 125 yards. Fourth straight game they ran over 175 yards. So it's not the rushing. It's really Jalen Hurts' ability to pass the ball. And, of course, you know, you're going to look at Boston Scott fumbling on the last drive or second and last drive. Um, Jalen Rager dropping, you know, two potential game-winning touchdowns on the last drive, one on a fourth fourth and 10 that hit him straight in in the face mask. Oh, so that hurt. There's really nothing you can do there. <sighs> that would hurt. Yeah, trust me. Um what equally is hurt is that Devontae Smith was open on a crosser twice. He he ran the crosser from right to left, put his arms up that he was open, um, and then he turned it upfield, and the safety followed Jalen Rager towards the middle of the end zone. And so Devontae Smith was open twice when he turned it upfield. So 
Both times, Hurts didn't throw it to him. He throws it to Rager, who inexplicably got seven targets in this game after averaging, after only have only only having six targets combined in the last three games, and he just couldn't do anything with it. And it's not surprising. Um, Boston Scott, the giant killer, gets in yep. the end zone. Should have had two, but uh, was called back for a penalty. Um, so that's. That's that. Again, he has costly fumble. If that was Miles Sanders fumbling, I think we talk about it a little bit more. Um, but Miles has a you know twenty six yard run, then leaves the game injured. Keep an eye on his um, his status. But nine for sixty four is a healthy seven seven point one um, yards per carry, and you would kind of think that they would just give him the ball more. But you know, I'm just a fan, <laughs> and. Yeah, uh, the fact that Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard combined for two catches for 22 yards is absolutely pathetic. So it, It's another one of these it, division yeah, games. Shame on me for believing. Yeah, shame on me for believing in this team, um, at least for this week, that they're going to come in and just you know continue doing what they do. Uh, you look at the schedule, and you knew there was going to be a road, like, you know, a bump in the rope somewhere. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. But uh, Philly, kind of lick your wounds, get back to the drawing board. You got a game against the Jets that you need to win going into the bye um, and then try to kind of salvage the season from there, maybe backdoor yourself into the playoffs. Yeah, man, we're both uh, we're both struggling with our teams here. I will bring up, you talked about the Eagles rushing for over 200 yards and still getting the L. We already talked about a game where a team had over 200 yards on the ground, and they caught the L, and that was the Titans. Now, I'm just going to little, – little, what, what was that shake? No, just, I'm just oh. shaking. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know if you were if, – if I was wrong or something. I wanted to be sure. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm looking at – I'm just looking at the box score this year. It's tough. Game. It's just so many things that are just so bad. It's – hey, man, so I, I feel it. I mean like, – I mean, we're talking about it. You know, the the Titans had the same thing. Do you put that that loss for the Titans? Do you put that more on Ryan Tannehill? Like, you know, he didn't throw three interceptions like Jalen Hurts did. But do you do you kind of view it the same way for the Titans? You know, they had over two hundred yards on the ground, but Ryan Tannehill wasn't able to get it done for them. And the where you find the difference here is that the Titans were playing the Patriots, which we know Bill Belichick. We know how he does yeah. things. It, you know. Yeah, with no weapons. Like you, the Eagles, you had everybody True. available to you outside of Jordan Howard, which you knew he wasn't going to be available to you. Yeah. So it's like you had plenty of time to game plan for this, and you really just come out with that. It was just so flat. There's just no, no really energy. There's no efficiency on third or fourth down. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's tough, dude. It's it's tough looking at and just looking at the, the stats and. You know, Jalen Hurts, he doesn't, you know, in in a weird way, I'm not worried about the turnovers because that's just not like right. him in his decision-making. Like, it was just some poor decision-making. So, in a weird way, I'm not really worried about that. But it's just the throwing with anticipation just needs to be better. And his pocket awareness just has to be, um, just has to be better. Yeah. Well, we're on to week 13. Yeah. Get yeah. Throw this whole thing this week away. Sucked. I'm over it. I'm so done talking about it. <laughs> All right. I will say at like not around nine thirty in the morning. I um on Sunday morning, I was going to send a tweet out. I'm so glad I didn't. But I was going to send it out. I said, hey, between Chelsea playing Manchester United, um, my birds and my two fantasy teams, um, what record will I end the day with? And I was going to say, what, 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, or, you know, less, you know, one or less wins. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't put it out because I just would have been uh, a top candidate for freezing takes exposed. Uh, but, yeah, we, uh, we, were, we were less than two wins, I'll tell you that. We were less than one win after Sunday. So it was uh, a little brutal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm ready to put this game away or put this week away. Uh, before we can do that though, uh, Seahawks play Washington tonight. Yes. Seahawks play Washington tonight. Does Russ DK Tyler Lockett, do they get, do they get it back on track here? Hopefully not Tyler Lockett. 
<laughs> fantasy, fantasy aside. Fantasy aside. Fantasy aside. Um, I think it's. I, I have my score prediction ready. I I see it on the dock. I'm just I, I got twenty nine thirty one in the head. Why I I love to shoot for the over in a high scoring game. I think just because deep down that's what I want to see. But those are the numbers that jumped out to me. <laughs> Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. Um, but that that's what I that's what I got. Twenty nine thirty one. Uh, Washington wins. Well, wow. Um, if that's so, then I need Terry McLaurin to score maybe two or three touchdowns and none of them to go to Antonio. Listen, Gibson, motherfucker. So. Listen, motherfucker. Case, we, I... We're on different wavelengths <laughs> now, bro. I'm going to just tell you. Hey, man. We got, yeah, man. We got some agendas I, on this one. This yeah, I need here, 22 so, um, from Gibson. So, uh... <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go low scoring because that's just how this week yep. has been. I'm going to go Seahawks 19, Washington 11. You're probably more um, right I than I I think that it's going to be just a stupid, weird game. Um, Seattle pulls it off. Ugly win. They just get out of Washington um, with hopefully a victory. So, but that will do it yes, for it us. Let's put a cap on this thing. Uh, if you like us, uh, the Ziggy and Steel Show, please go find us. Again, we're part of the Oak Boys Podcast Network on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, was it Stitcher? Is that a, is that a I, podcast I, it, it is. I don't know called? if we're on there. <laughs> I don't know if we're on there. Hey, well, if you guys keep liking and subscribing and rating, then maybe we can end up getting on Stitcher. Yeah. So please, um, <laughs> please find us on there and um, tell your friends. Please. Because we we do this for you guys, of course, of course, with doing it with us. As yeah, well, so we we, us. we enjoy doing this for us yeah. by us. And we, we don't get paid for this. We got full time jobs that are not podcasting and very much not sports adjacent. Well, I can't say that my job is actually pretty sports adjacent now. But either way, that's like, follow, true. subscribe. You heard the man. Just do it. Ziggy's a sweet dude, so you should probably listen to him. Um, you don't want if you don't don't catch me on in my bad mood, man. They better like and follow. <laughs> no, please, please don't, please don't. I'm an angry Bears uh, fan. Steel, I'm unhinged. good luck this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Good, good luck this week. Hey. Uh, for Steel, I'm Ziggy. We will talk to y'all later. Later. Peace, Peace. out. Strong side. My country voice. <laughs>